Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would use your word this morning to help your people better encourage one another by helping us to better help one another, to better celebrate your grace and to be more faithful to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, y'all. Let me first start by saying again, happy 20th anniversary. Amen. Amen. If I haven't had the privilege of meeting you already, as was shared, I am Charles McKnight, and I do lead this denomination's African American ministries. And as was shared, I'm a former pastor right here at Christ Central. And so it is especially an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to celebrate with you this morning and to have the opportunity to bring you a word from the Lord. As I thought about what passage might be most fitting for this occasion, as I consider how God's word might encourage an intercultural church like Christ Central celebrating 20 years of ministry, my mind went back to that first intercultural church that we find in Scripture, the church at Antioch. And my hope this morning is that the testimony of this church in Antioch found in the book of Acts might be an encouragement to this church by helping you to better encourage one another in the faith over the next 20 years and Lord willing beyond. Now, if you remember back at the beginning of the book of Acts, a resurrected Jesus commands his disciples to take his mission, quote, to the end of the earth. In other words, Jesus tells them to take the gospel, to take the good news about what Jesus has done to redeem sinners and what he's done to reverse the curse of this world. Jesus tells them to take this message to everybody, to everyone, regardless of gender, class, ethnicity, or culture, and to then build his church around this good news with all the diversity of those he's redeemed. And as the story of Acts unfolds, we see the leaders in the early church proving faithful to do just that. They take the gospel message, not just to the Jews in Jerusalem, but they also take it to those Gentile folk on the other side of the tracks, too. And what we find in our passage today is that these two worlds, Jews and Gentiles, collide and they commune with one another in the context of a local church in a place called Antioch. And verses 19 through 20 in our passage gives us the origin story of how this intercultural church in Antioch got started. Again, it says, I'll read it. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen, Stephen was a leader in the early church, traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word, it says, preaching the gospel at first to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, on who coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also. That means they spoke to the Greek Gentiles also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, it says. And a great number who believed turned to the Lord. 
So basically, this intercultural church got started by some believers who were fleeing persecution in Jerusalem and found themselves some 300 miles away north in a place called Antioch, one of the largest and most culturally diverse cities in the Roman Empire, not unlike a metropolitan city like right here in Charlotte. And as soon as these redeemed refugees landed in intercultural Antioch, some of them began doing some intercultural evangelism, sharing the good news, the gospel to both Jews and Gentiles in Antioch. And the end of verse 21 tells us that the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. In other words, the Lord blessed their outreach efforts and thus the first intercultural multi-ethnic church recorded in scripture was born. And verse 22 tells us that the report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. So word about this popping new intercultural church got back to Mama Church in Jerusalem. And Mama was so excited that she sent a brother to encourage them, a brother named Barnabas, a man whose name literally means son of encouragement. And this isn't the first time that this son of encouragement pops up in the book of Acts. Back in chapter four, we saw Barnabas encouraging the church in Jerusalem through his own model of sacrificial financial giving. And then in chapter nine, we saw Barnabas encouraging a man named Saul, who would later be known as the great apostle Paul by becoming both a friend and a relational bridge for Saul into the Jerusalem church. And so by this point in the book of Acts, it was clear that Barnabas had both the name and the resume to back up his clear calling to be an encourager to this intercultural church. And it also helped that according to Acts 4, Barnabas himself was from Cyprus, an island right off the coast of Antioch. So he would have been familiar with both the language and the multicultures of Antioch. But even more than all of that, Barnabas most notably had the character that was needed for the ministry of encouragement. Verse 24 describes Barnabas simply as a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And so with a name, a resume, and character like that, it's no wonder why Barnabas, out of all the folk in the Jerusalem church, was chosen for the task of traveling to Antioch to encourage this intercultural church. And I believe that the main thing this passage teaches us this morning is that out of all the needs of a church, out of all the needs especially of an intercultural church like the one in Antioch and like the one right here at Christ Central, that what you need as much as anything, I'd say especially at this stage in the life of this church, is a robust corporate ministry of encouragement, which implies that there will always be things to cause discouragement in your own personal life 
and in your collective life as a church. As Jesus promised, in this world, you will have troubles. Troubles, again, that can discourage you in your faith. And again, because the Lord knows this, he's called his people to offer one another a vibrant ministry of encouragement. So you, Christ Central, need Barnabases and Barnabasitas, right? Sons and daughters of encouragement to help one another push through discouragements in order to push to greater spiritual maturity and gospel fruitfulness in your individual life and in your collective life as a church. And so the basic question I want us to be able to answer from this passage before we leave today is simply what does the ministry of encouragement look like? And I believe the great encourager Barnabas in our passage beautifully models for us at least two basic characteristics of the ministry of encouragement. First, we see that an encourager celebrates the evidence of God's grace, celebrates the evidence of God's grace. In verse 23 of our passage, it says, when he, Barnabas, came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. As one translation puts it, Barnabas rejoiced. He celebrated the evidence of God's grace among them. Now, we've all seen parents celebrate their kids for things that don't seem all that impressive to other folks, right? Take piano recitals, for example. I've been to a lot of piano recitals over the years for my kids. And when you're at a kid's piano recital, the unspoken rule is that you got to sit there and listen to all the other kids play, too. And what you quickly recognize is that some of these children, as precious as they are, ain't quite ready for the big stage quite yet, right? Some of them sit down at the piano and some of their notes be Kind of off a little bit. They'll start out good, bum, bum, but then it's bam, right? And if you look over, however, at the kid's parents, you think the kid was the next Alicia Keys, right? <laughs> they sitting over there all happy and clappy and proud. And guess what? I don't hate on them because as soon as my kid hits the stage, I'm the same way. Celebrating my child in ways that no one else in the room does or even can. You see, part of the reason parents seem a little over the top in their celebration of their children is because they remember when that child was a baby and couldn't even walk on their own. They remember when that child couldn't even sit on a stool on their own. They remember when that child's little hands couldn't even hold a cup on their own. So when they see that same child walk across the stage on their own and sit down at that piano stool on their own and move their hands across that piano on their own, what else can a parent do but celebrate how far their baby has come? And again, when Barnabas arrives in Antioch from Mama Church in Jerusalem, Barnabas sees how far 
they've come. And he celebrates that. Now, I'm sure when Barnabas showed up in Antioch, he probably observed these folks hitting a few wrong notes in their ministry. They probably had a bunch of stuff that needed to get in tune in their lives. But Barnabas, the great encourager, didn't lead with critique. He didn't focus on the wrong notes. He focused on the right ones. He didn't focus on how far they needed to go. Instead, he focused on how far, by God's grace, they'd come. And Barnabas rejoiced in that. He praised the Lord for all the evidence he saw of God's gracious hand in the individual lives and the collective life of that church. Now I'm sure that y'all here at Christ Central, even after 20 years of ministry, still hit some wrong notes from time to time. I'm sure y'all still need to get some things in tune in your own spiritual lives, and in your collective spiritual life as a church. And it can be easy for you to let all those areas that you still need to grow become such a focal point that you forget to see and to celebrate the evidence of the Lord's grace among you. For 20 years, y'all, the Lord has kept this church. Amen? For 20 years, the Lord has used this church to be a blessing in this city. For 20 years, the Lord has used this church to bless you, to grow you, to establish you deeper in the faith. Amen. And the word of God to you today commands you to celebrate that, to praise the Lord for how far his grace has brought you. Just think about all the gifted people. The Lord has used to establish and help grow this church. Think about the relationships that the Lord has allowed many of you to develop in this church. Relationships I know that have held some of y'all up in some dark times in your life. Think about even this building y'all are in and how y'all done moved on up to the east side, right? And up out of that stank neighborhood theater, bless his heart. All those things and so much more are all reasons for you to praise the Lord for the overwhelming evidence of his hand of grace among you. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord this morning. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray that the Lord would help you, Christ Central, to become better encouragers to one another over the next 20 years by helping you to help one another better see and better celebrate all the evidence of the Lord's grace in your individual lives and in your collective life as a church. So again, Barnabas offers the church in Antioch the ministry of encouragement by first celebrating the evidence of the Lord's grace among them. And what we also see is that Barnabas encouraged the church in Antioch by urging them to remain faithful to the Lord. 
Again, verse 23 says that when he, Barnabas, came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Now my son, Charles, who's asleep over there, Charles just started playing organized basketball this year. Had a game yesterday, as a matter of fact. I'm the little assistant coach on the bench, so had to be there. Yeah, come, come check him out. Got a little something. <laughs> but like him, I remember when he, I first started playing basketball around his age that I didn't know much about the game of basketball, and neither did my mama. And I remember at those first basketball games, all my mama knew to yell from the stands was, jump, <laughs> jump, jump. You see, even though mama didn't know much about the game, it didn't take her long to realize that one of the most fundamental things you got to do in basketball is jump. To get a rebound, you got to jump. To block a shot, you got to jump. To win a jump ball or to shoot a jump shot, you got to do what? You got to jump. And that's kind of what Barnabas tells these folk on Team Jesus in Antioch. To not forget to jump. He urges them to keep on doing the most fundamental thing necessary for them to grow up in spiritual maturity and grow out in gospel fruitfulness. And what does Barnabas say the most fundamental thing for that is? Barnabas says it's remaining faithful to the Lord. And I know that may sound super basic to some of you, remaining faithful to the Lord. Sounds so Christianity 101, right? And in some ways, it is. But oh, how easy it is for us, brothers and sisters, in our own personal lives and in your collective life as a church to drift away from keeping that main thing, the main thing. Faithfulness to the Lord. And you know, I imagine that there were many things that tempted these folk in Antioch in this intercultural church located in a pagan Greek environment, I imagine that there were many things that tempted them to stumble in their faithfulness to the Lord. Again, both in their individual lives and in their collective life as a church. And Barnabas knew that the only way they could be sure to sustain and grow in their faith and become prepared to be used by the Lord to further his mission in Antioch was by keeping the main thing, the main thing, by keeping their relationship with Jesus and the word of God their highest priority. So again, Barnabas encouraged them to remain faithful to the Lord. And that's an encouragement that the Lord would have you too, Christ Central, to hear this morning. That all the work that it's taken to keep this church rolling for 20 years, especially through leadership transition periods, combined with everything else in your own personal lives, all the things that keep you tired and stressed and frustrated, 
and all the things that keep you busy and occupied and even entertained. All those things in your life, bad and good, if you're not careful, brothers and sisters, can be distractions for you, can be winds that blow you away from keeping the main thing, the main thing, your faithfulness to the Lord. And what faithfulness to the Lord looks like is a devotion to him and to his word above everything it means being faithful to passages like Matthew 28, 19, to go and make disciples of Jesus. It means being faithful to passages like Micah 6, 8, to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. It means being faithful to passages like Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31, that tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. It means, brothers and sisters, being faithful to passages like Galatians 5, through 23, to be a people whose lives are characterized by love, by joy, by peace, by patience, by kindness, by goodness, by faithfulness, by gentleness, by self-control, regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of what is or is not happening in your life, faithfulness, to continue to trust and follow the Lord and his word where he leads, whether the path is smooth or rocky, whether it's easy or hard, on your good days and on your bad ones, whether you feel like it or not. God calls us to remain faithful to him and to encourage one another to do the same. I pray that the Lord would help you, Christ Central, and help you help one another through the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God to keep this main thing the main thing, to remain faithful to the Lord and his word in how you think, in how you speak, in how you act, in how you represent Jesus individually and collectively as a church. And to do so not as a means to earn some kind of favor with the Lord, not as a way to make some kind of Christian honor roll or something, but to remain faithful simply as an overflow of a heart that's centered on what Jesus has already done for you. Amen? Jesus, who lived the perfect life you can't for you. Jesus, who died the bloody death that you deserve for you. Jesus, who rose victoriously from the grave for you, to save you 
and to bring you into new life in him and not as a slave, but as beloved sons and daughters of God Almighty, who he now holds in his hands, comforting you, providing for you, correcting you, guiding you, loving you, keeping you faithful. That, brothers and sisters, is the foundation and the motivating factor of your faithfulness to him, his faithfulness towards you. And get this, the scriptures say, like we read earlier, that he remains faithful to you even when you're not faithful to him. Amen? Isn't the Lord good? I said, isn't he good? So again, I pray that over the next 20 years and beyond, that the Lord would help you all to remain faithful to him by remembering and reminding one another of his faithfulness to you, a faithfulness that has brought you Christ central from a mighty long way. Amen. So going back to our initial question. What does the ministry of encouragement look like? We've seen through the example of the great encourager Barnabas that it looks like celebrating the evidence of the Lord's grace with one another. And it looks like urging one another to remain faithful to the Lord in every area of your life and in every facet of this ministry. And I pray that by doing so, that the Lord might bless you, Christ Central, like he blessed the church in Antioch, where it says at the very end of our passage that a great many people were added to the Lord. In other words, a bunch more folk came to faith and joined their church, and that's my prayer for y'all that the Lord would keep on drawing more and more people into the discipleship of this church. I believe that there are a bunch more folk in this city, in your communities, at your schools, on your jobs, in your spheres of influence, who the Lord has predestined to come to faith through your ministry individually and collectively as a church. And so again, I pray that the Lord would use your culture of celebration of the Lord's grace and your commitment to faithfulness to him to draw many, many, many more people into this church such that 20 years from now, many, many, many more people might be able to testify like I can to how the Lord kept them and grew them through the life and ministry of Christ Central. He who has called you Christ Central is faithful, and I believe he will surely do it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, help your people to better encourage one another by helping one another to better celebrate your grace and to be more faithful.
faithful to you for your glory and for the good of this church. In Jesus' name, amen.